Literature with Nancy Richards. Well, controversial, some people will say, is uh, public art, but well, art that is in the public spaces, graffiti, uh, graffiti, murals, call it what you will. It's certainly uh, open for controversy, but somebody who's embraced it big time is a gentleman by the name of Cole Wadakor, and his book is called Graffiti South Africa, and he's going to be talking, in fact, he has been talking and is still going to be talking about urban spaces in Grahamstown. But we've got him in our little van there in Grahamstown. Hi, Cole. Hello, hello. Have we got you? Yes. Hi, yes, Kale speaking. We. Hi, how are you doing, Nancy? Yes, I'm fine. Is it, is it Cole or Kale? Kale. Ka- I'm so sorry. How no problem. How awful of me to mispronounce you. So, Kale, um, tell us a little bit about how you came to this, because, I mean, you're a photographer, you're, you're uh, you know, all sorts of other things yourself. How did you get involved in graffiti? Uh, basically, I think from early on in, in my uh, early high school days, I had a few friends who were interested in it as, a, as another subculture um, so from like hip hop and uh, punk music to skateboarding, then graffiti was another thing on the side that uh, a few of my friends were interested in. And uh, from the get-go, it just kind of amazed me, um, and I saw the I kind of appreciated the art form, and I just almost immediately just uh, started to document um, all the graffiti that I saw around me. How long ago was that? Because I, I suppose graffiti has turned a bit of a corner, you know, from the days of subversion, spray cans. You know, it's, it's done a bit of a... Yeah, there's, a there's actually like a great um, evolution in graffiti, especially now how it's become, say, from its early days in the 1970s in New York, how it's uh, grown into an, a public art form now. And um, especially in South Africa, it's still very young here. Um, but st- since just say um, I got into it about 10 years ago and just from then just seeing the development is quite uh, very impressive to see the, the standard of works now that are being produced um, and just the, on a global scale just graffiti art in general is being um, people are actually you know realizing how important it is and how much of a modern art form it is and you know it's getting more uh, taken more seriously I think mm-hmm. Before we get on to appreciating it, it's, it's tracked back again to the 70s. You know, I'm not sure what the history of graffiti is, who first did it, but I wonder if it's cleaning up its image has sort of um, taken away the edge. I think there's always going to still be two sides to graffiti, the the guys who want to, you know, tag, and it's because it's, I guess the basis of graffiti is to paint your name, to put a bit of yourself out there mm. for people to see. And then, but on on the same side, other guys who've been doing graffiti for a long time realize, you know, they don't want to just put a tag or write their name on on someone's property. They they see that they can actually, you know, spread a message and do something bigger and better. Um, And then a lot of guys are growing, I think, uh, personally and uh, taking their art further. And um, it's just kind of great to see now that um, there's like uh, new avenues coming out now. Um, like books and uh, the internet and uh, galleries are buying into graffiti mm. artists' work these days as well. And um, I think it's just, uh, it's kind of just a misunderstood art form, I think. And um, now it's actually, you know, banging on the doors of, of, uh, of bigger things. Yeah, well, quite literally, banging on the doors and walls, isn't it? What's <laughs> the difference between graffiti and a mural? I think uh, graffiti is more where uh, it's letter-based, um, Mm. Where the artist will paint their name, um, and the style in a stylized font, uh, the graffiti styles, and um, the muralism part comes into play where they start exploring uh, bigger things and different elements. So they'll kind of add characters and uh, maybe even poetry and uh, 
popular culture into their works, and um, it's and in, in it, I think it just has a bit more substance to it. Yeah. Does it, by very nature, whether you call it graffiti or murals, does it need to have a message? I, I mean, in the work that you've done tracking it, do you find that there's always a message there? I think it depends from piece to piece and artist to artist. And but I, de- I definitely personally like it when there's a message behind it, and I know a lot of uh, you do, normal you, people. You do or you don't. You do uh, like it. I do like it when okay. there's a message. Okay. Um, but then at the same time, I like graffiti, so I like just the graffiti styles where maybe an artist is just painting their name. I mean, I can appreciate uh, the skill that they are putting into the work. And but then I think uh, the, the it's more. I think the average person likes it when there's a message because they c- I think they can understand it more. Where I think graffiti's kind of been misunderstood for quite a while, and people don't understand because it's uh, in a, in a sense it's just letters most of the time and a, um, someone writing their name, and uh, people don't understand why. They just wonder why is this person actually doing it. Yeah. But I think for that person, it's a it's self-expression and uh, maybe putting something out into the world, and um, it's just a different something else to anything else that's uh, around I yeah think. yeah instead of putting it on facebook put it on a wall <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you been have you got captured graffiti around the country was it just joburg and cape town i started in my hometown of johannesburg and then um, whenever i went on holiday to durban or cape town i'd always have a camera with me and uh, then i just took all the graffiti that i used to stumble across and as my graffiti library grew um, I just realized the importance of actually, you know, putting it, uh, it all together into something more solid, like a book. And um, then I even just uh, started dedicating some time more and more to actually going to find more graffiti. So sometimes on weekends I'd be aware of some new murals that uh, were painted in, say, Newtown, Johannesburg. Then I'd go out, drive there, and get some photos. And and also now uh, I've connected with some of the artists yes, and yeah. and then I kind of follow their work on their social media pages and their websites. So I'll look out to see when they're painting new stuff. And there's there's also just the graffiti scene in general is growing to encompass a whole lot more like international artists are coming over to our shores and painting as well, which is great for the graffiti community locally and to put South Africa on a map as a destination to paint some murals. Uh, are they allowed to? I mean, I don't mean the foreign ones. I mean, everybody. It's interesting that you've been talking to the artists themselves. I mean, it's, it's just, I, I think of uh, here in Cape Town, Faith 47, and she's done a whole lot of stuff in Durban as well, hasn't she? Yes. But, but generally, they're quite um, shy people. You know, you have to sort of pick up rocks to find them, you know, or yeah. are they keen to talk? Like, graffiti is a very underground subculture, mm. and um, a lot of it's, it's all based on anonym- anonymity, where the artist is painting a, a moniker and not their actual name. Um, and then a lot of the time, the whole, yeah, the guys don't want to be known. But then you, a lot of them are actually breaking, like Faith 47 now, uh, because her work is getting uh, a lot of hype um, and she's taking it all around the world. And um, she she's able to kind of break out of that graffiti persona and, and uh, you know, Live more uh, as her, as as she, I think she's actually taken over that persona as being Faith Forty Seven, um, where other guys I think um, you know they kind of shy away from the spotlight. But then it's quite funny because the, the most of the time the act of graffiti you're painting your name to be seen. Yeah. Uh, so you want to kind of get the spotlight a bit, um, and then uh, I think with just the 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 muralism stuff like some guys you know you 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 also either 
you'll paint a wall illegally or you'll go out and try to find a permission space. And with obviously with a permission wall, you can take more time and do a lot more things with the wall. Permission wall, that's an interesting phrase. I was going to say, is it all illegal? Does it happen overnight? Or do you have to go and, you know, knock on the doors of some business and say, do you mind if I use your wall? How does that bit, how do the legalities of it work? Um, well, they say graffiti is not illegal, but painting on someone's property is illegal. And then, so that's the thing, like graffiti it's, in itself is not illegal. And I think there's, there's just all the misconceptions that surround graffiti. So a lot of people think that all graffiti artists are um, listen to hip-hop or all of, all of graffiti is painted at 2 in the morning or all graffiti is gang-related. But there's just a whole, graffiti is quite a diverse genre or it has a lot of genres in it. A lot of people from different backgrounds are, are painting graffiti or interested in graffiti as an art form or as a culture. And then um, that's the thing is I think once you involved in the culture you kind of understand more about the inner workings of it I think so now I know like there's some guys who'll who'll they'll go out at night and paint because you can't get permission to paint certain spots that they want to actually write their name on um, and then there's other times where guys you know they'll ask permission and they'll spend a few days painting a large mural with various colors and maybe um, various other artists together um, but then I think it all, like, all graffiti kind of stems from the tag, and um, tagging might lead, like, say, you can find a wall easier, maybe you can get more, uh, easier to get permission to paint a certain wall if there's already tags on it. Mm-hmm. I know that's almost like, a, they say, the broken window theory, where um, if one window is broken, it will lead to another window getting broken, and so on and so forth. Um, but then sometimes the, all the tags actually lead to getting uh, the wall uh, painted over with one large mural, which which actually in the end detracts from more tagging onto the wall because of the final piece of work on the wall that other artists will respect that. You know, well, I was thinking that one of the things about your book that's so wonderful is that you're permanent, you're, you're giving them a sort of shelf life that they might not normally have because the thing about graffiti or murals is that sometimes they're there and sometimes they're gone. Uh, yes. Either I, I'm not sure who it is who goes and paints them over, or if you uh, are given permission, you know, permission wall, it can be there for six months or a year or forever. You know, it's here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, that's the thing. It's very ephemeral, and um, you never know. And that's the, in a way that's like a beauty of it because it could be last a few hours or it could last a few years. Mm. And that's the thing is you never really know. So it's an ever-changing art form and. Um, it's weird how you think like some wire guys actually bothering with it, but it's just a a thing like a, a wall is another medium, and um, you you get an appreciation for it. I think uh, you well you when you see the artist painting on it, uh, they're taking the they're taking the art around to the to the streets for everyone to see it and not get uh, you know they not don't have to worry about elitist galleries or or um, having, having their work to be a, a certain standard, now they can almost go around and put their work ev- everywhere they want for everyone to see and everyone can appreciate. And a lot of the time in the poorer communities, uh, people really like to see... Uh, the w- it's easier to get your work painted there because the people appreciate it a lot more and, and, and they seem to 
they get really happy that you're going in and painting some work. But you know, you can't you can't eat appreciation. You, it doesn't put sort of food on the table, does it? I mean, I'm thinking of uh, Woodstock here in Cape Town, which is just alive with wonderful graffiti and murals, and it just seems to be springing up all over. And I think, who who makes any money? These guys need to buy the paint. They need to live. How does mm-hmm. that work? The paint for graffiti is very expensive, and that's mm. one thing. Uh, where graffiti artists, they spend hundreds of rands, on, even thousands on a piece. And a lot of the time, it's just it's just their passion. Um, the graffiti artists, uh, it's their hobby, and they'll, they'll be prepared to... They want to paint a certain piece, and they, they'll buy all the cans themselves, and they'll go out and paint. And the thing is, some people don't actually understand the, the time and money and effort that's gone into painting a graffiti piece. And then, um, but then nowadays, it's, there's a lot of guys who are getting commissioned. And like in Woodstock, Cape Town, there's a place called Side Street Studios. Mm-hmm. And the o- owner of that, uh, Elad Kirschenbaum, he's a big fan of street art. And um, he's actually uh, re- renovating a few spaces there and building art studios. And then he'll actually support the arts and get guys to come and paint the outsides of the building and commission them to do so. And I think... Uh, with that, it's, it's good because it's supporting the arts and the artists, and then it's also building an understanding for graffiti and an appreciation for it and what the guys can actually do if you actually give them um, a platform to go and, and be creative. Yeah. And at the same time, I think with that, uh, they can actually, you know, a lot of the guys sometimes they'll use uh, the cans from a commission to do some personal work, and yeah. then uh, it's just great that there yeah. is actually now some kind of it's get, it's alive and it's like that's the good thing. Well, it's even more alive now that you put it between the covers of a book. Kel, two very very quick last questions. Mm-hmm. Have you done any gra- graffiti yourself, and um, do you have a favourite piece? Um, I've dabbled a bit, um, but now I find myself on the documentary side, and I think uh, just kind of like knowing what goes into spray painting, how how much of a, a difficult medium it is to master. And it's all quite interesting, all the inner workings and knowing, like, you get your can. And nowadays there's all these different caps you can use to get different lines and fades and all kinds of things. It's very interesting to know that. And then with regard to favorite piece, uh, I have hundreds and thousands of pictures. And I have so many favorite artists. And on the worldwide movement, there's so many favorite guys well um, in that case, I'm going to I'm going to direct people to your <laughs> book and they can see yeah. all of your favorites and it's published it's called Graffiti South Africa and it's published by by Schiffer Publishing oh, Limited that's right. yeah. and they're based in the United States so that's a great thing that now our graffiti is on the world stage as it should be lovely and thanks for putting it there Kale Wadikor thank, thank you very much thank you so much, much Nancy pleasure Kale Wadikor he's the author well he's the, the compiler I suppose of graffiti South Africa and what a what a fabulous book it is too.